Hey guys, this is Kylie. And I'm Riley, and this is KNR Rewind. So, for this episode, we wanted to dive into something way different from the last episode. Just to recap, last episode we covered the history of impeachment, presidents who have been impeached. But this episode we want to go into more, like, renaissance history. Yeah, we want to take it back a little. Take it way back. Show that we're catering to all kinds of audiences. Um, so for this episode, we wanted to talk a little bit about Henry VIII of England. So you might be like, who's this guy? There's so many King Henrys. I don't know. This so, is the guy that had multiple wives, guys. So he had six wives. So if you've ever taken European history classes or anything, even world history classes in high school, you might know the popular rhyme, divorce, beheaded, died, divorce, beheaded, survived. That was King Henry VIII. So he was the king of England in the early 16th century. So he did have six wives. And the wives that we kind of want to focus on right now are the beheaded wives. Because, I mean... That's juicy. Very juicy. That's juicy. I, Basically, and, you don't want to be a woman during this time. And that's why people know King Henry, right? Is because <laughs> he got sick of a wife and he discarded them. And the beheaded ones are the ones that are like... You know, back in the 16th century, that was okay. Yeah, that's Had a problem with a wife, let's behead him. Yeah, because women were disposable, you know? We were there for Sadly so. making babies, and that's it. So yeah. when certain wives couldn't do their job, it was one of those things where were the wives that were beheaded guilty, or was it just a tactic to get rid of them? So that's kind of what we want to focus on today, was those narratives and what we think really happened. So let's start with Anne Boleyn. So Anne Boleyn was the second wife of King Henry VIII. Um, she is probably the most known of King Henry VIII's wives. So, you know, if there's going to be a wife that somebody knows, it's going to be Anne Boleyn. You know, there are all kinds of books written about her, all kinds of shows. You know, there's a movie, The Other Boleyn Girl. Just... Everything. Everything focuses on Anne Boleyn because the whole thing is kind of shrouded in mystery because obviously we don't truly know what happened. Everyone has their own speculations on what happened, but it was the early 1500s. Like, we don't really know for sure. You know, we don't have any diaries or anything that can prove anything. And that's what makes this topic fun. Exactly. Guys. It's all, it's, it's so a much mystery. There's a lot of stuff we know, especially about Anne Boleyn, but there's so much that we still don't know. And... Anne Boleyn is a character that is very interesting. You know, she's extensively studied, but people have so many different opinions on her. Like, some people think she's guilty, some people think she wasn't, some people think she was a great person, some people think she was cold and manipulative and was only doing what she was doing to become queen and have that power. Yeah. And in case, you know, well, you guys wouldn't know because you don't know Kylie, but I do. <laughs> Kylie actually studies this. She knows her stuff, basically, is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> I actually just recently wrote my college thesis on this, so it's a topic that I'm very interested in. So She's right, the expert. <laughs> right now, we're going to be doing more of an overview of all this stuff, but hopefully 
at later dates, we will dive into more specifics on each of these different people. Because all these women are interesting. Exactly. So we don't want to make this episode too long, and we could talk about this for a very long time because there's just so much. But right now, we're just going to kind of skim over everything and add in a little bit of like analysis and all that. But we do plan on digging deeper so we can really give you guys that deep thought-invoking analysis. So right now, we're we're just going to give you the basics. Yeah, yeah. So Anne Berlin, tell me. (laughs) Tell me. So Anne Berlin started out as the other woman, essentially. So King Henry had been married to Catherine of Aragon for a very long time. And Catherine of Aragon was the mother of Mary Tudor. So as she's known in history... Mary Tudor is Bloody Mary. So Catherine of Aragon, Mary was her only kid. Um, She struggled for so many years to conceive. She had so many miscarriages, so many stillbirths. Like she just, she she couldn't produce heirs other than Mary. And unfortunately, you know, women heirs weren't a thing. You know, Henry was pushing for a male heir, and that's all that mattered. So Henry had a problem with this. He had a major problem with this. And, you know, Catherine of Aragon was a lot older than Henry was. Ooh. So at the time that he met Anne Boleyn, she... She's looking good. Catherine of Aragon was... She was going through menopause, (laughs) for lack of a better term. Like, she... A lot of doctors and medical profes- professionals, <laughs> quote unquote, um, they their view was that Catherine could no longer bear children because she was in her fifties, and I he mean, wanted an heir. And at he that point, a male heir. even if she wasn't going through menopause, like a pregnancy at that point, especially at that time period, wouldn't have survived. Heavens no. So Henry was not having it. He wanted an heir. He but he didn't know how to get out of the marriage because. He's Catholic. They don't believe in marriage. And so, so the beautiful he, Anne entered. She, yeah, this is all speculation, like when they met and when they fell in love. Because, you know, there are a lot of, like, popular media outlets, such as the Tudors, who really dramatize what happened. And they say that Anne and Henry met, like, ten years before they were married and they fell in love and all this stuff. We just don't know. We have no idea. Obviously, they met a few years before Henry got a divorce because, you know, we have all these rumors and gossip circulating by the English people. It's like, you know, once he started requesting a divorce, everything just kind of spiraled out of control. And everybody hated Anne because she was the other woman. So Henry is sending word to the Pope. He's filing for papal dispensations because the only way you could get a divorce was if the Pope said it was okay. You had to go to the big man. And you had to have a reason. You know, you can't just say, I don't like my wife anymore. I want a male heir. He he couldn't just do that. He had to work his way around it to get a papal dispensation that made sense because the Pope wasn't just going to give him annulments willy-nilly. He wanted proof of something. And... Also, an important thing to note at this point was, like, Catherine's family was very influential. So Catherine was the daughter of, obviously, Isabella of Castile and Ferdinand. Like, Isabella and Ferdinand, they're a big deal, right? And her nephew was the Holy Roman Emperor, Charles. So... There's connections. The Pope 
didn't want to piss off half of Europe by throwing Catherine of Aragon to the curb because she was a very influential person. And the English people loved her. But Henry did not care because he wanted a son. And he Anne Boleyn was hot. Anne Boleyn, exactly. <laughs> Anne Boleyn was young and beautiful. And, like, you know, it's the dirtbag 40-year-old man going after the 20-year-old women oh, yeah. instead of the 50-year-old women. Like, it's basically, a tale as old as time. Yeah, basically something very familiar we see today all the time. All the time. <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> some back things, in the 16th century. Some things never change. So he applies... He writes to the Pope to get a papal dispensation under the grounds that Catherine of Aragon had been married to Henry's older brother before he died. So Catherine had originally been married to Prince Arthur, who was Henry's older brother. And he was really sickly, and he died pretty soon after their marriage. But And Catherine claimed that they had never consummated the marriage. So So they never slept together. So he was basically saying that she was soiled oats and wasn't pure prior prior to them getting married. That and also... Which is the evidence he needed to file for divorce. Yeah, and also it was a sin. It was considered immoral to sleep with your brother's wife. So he's saying that... Because technically, technically, it'd be incest. Yeah, because they're related. The they're, rela- they're related through marriage. So he was saying, "I think that Catherine's lying, and that she did consummate her marriage with my brother. Therefore, our marriage is immoral in the eyes of God." But you know, this whole thing went on for so long because how are you supposed to prove that she consummated or didn't consummate her marriage? Like it was so long ago, so long ago that like there's no way you can prove that. So it became this whole thing, this whole thing that we're not going to get into. Maybe we'll get into it at a later date, but it's just way too much. So eventually, Henry really gets fed up, and speculation is that Anne got pregnant before she and Henry got married because... Scandalous. Once again, nobody knows when their sexual relationship started. Um, You know, word on the street is that she didn't sleep with him for a really long time because she wanted to hold his attention. So she didn't sleep with him for a really long time. But eventually she did before they were married. And speculation is that she got pregnant. And so Henry got desperate because he was like, if this is a son, it, he, like, he needs to be legitimate. He has to be legitimate. because Can't be a bastard. If this son was born while Henry wasn't married to Anne, he wouldn't be a legitimate heir. He wouldn't be. So Henry you know, being power-hungry and didn't care about the rules, decided that he was just going to split from the Catholic Church. Why not, you know? He decided that he should be the head of his own church and thus began the Church of England. And without permission from anybody, because at this point he decided he didn't need permission, um, he went ahead and married Anne Boleyn the 25th of January in 1533. So like I said, um, Everyone believes that Anne was already pregnant at the time of her marriage to the king. And they needed to keep everything secret, essentially, because of the drama that was coming up with the divorce and all that. Like, there was a lot of legal and religious stuff. So they weren't supposed to talk about the marriage or the fact that she was pregnant because people would have found out eventually that she was pregnant before she got married. But she, she dropped a lot of hints while she was pregnant because she just couldn't help herself. And it's also super important to note that the people hated Anne. 
they really did not like queen. her. She's their new queen. She, you know. Yeah, she was um, coronated on the first of June in fifteen thirty three. Um, a and few months after they married, her. she's the new queen in the house. And yeah, and at her coronation, it's noted by a lot of ambassadors and everything that it was silent. Like oh, people were cheering. Like it was very cold. Like people did not like Anne because they left Catherine of Aragon and they were like, well, Anne's just the dirty mistress sweeping in and stealing the king from this perfect pious wife. And also people blamed Anne for the split from the Catholic church, mm-hmm. which once again, it may or may not be true. I personally bl- believe that Anne kind of pushed Henry towards it. She was like, well, why should you bow to the Pope? Why can't you be your own boss? But ultimately like it was Henry was he manipulated by everybody? Of course. Of course. Everyone sees these kings as big, strong people, but they were manipulated by everyone. They were weak little babies, if we're being honest. And let's face it, he's a man. If he sees a pretty lady like Anne, and in the case of most of his other wives, he's going to go for it. Yeah, they he say something. The especially Church. in the beginning, especially since Anne was, you know, he, she wasn't sleeping, sleeping with him right away, so she kind of held that over his head. That's kind of an enticement, you know, a little bit of seduction, and he's going to do whatever you want because he knows what he's going to get out of it. So tell me, tell me what, what went down with Anne. Was she decapitated? Was she saved? So Anne gave birth to a daughter. So when she was pregnant, she gave birth to a daughter. So that was disappointing so already. Son, that was it? That was disappointing already. But at the time, Henry was like, look, we're both, like, we can still produce more heirs. Like, it'll be fine. Like, I'm disappointed, but, you know, a lover daughter will, like, it'll be fine. We'll make a son. And that never happened. But <laughs> Anne, got <laughs> pregnant, Anne got pregnant again pretty soon after. But she had a miscarriage. And then Anne, get, Anne gets pregnant again. Another miscarriage. So at this point... Henry's getting fed up because Anne also has a very big mouth. Anne doesn't know when to shut up. So she says a lot of things that Henry doesn't like. She gets really pissed off. So it got to the point where Henry was just kind of over it. He figured, you know, after her latest miscarriage, he told her that he wouldn't have any sons by her and was basically just like, nope. And... She was accused of witchcraft, first of all. Henry said Ooh, that... Oh, juicy. Uh-huh, because witchcraft was a surefire way to get somebody killed. Like, the, at this moment in time, like, witchcraft was no joke. So she was accused of witchcraft for um, bewitching the king with, oh. you know... Because obviously he couldn't have just fallen in love with her. Like, she oh, cast no. a spell on him and bewitched him. It was all her... Naturally. And then she was also convicted for adultery. So, so that nailed her coffin. That was a nail in the coffin because adultery on the king was treason, clearly, because in the eyes of the people, you know, they didn't know how pregnancy worked. So they thought if you had intercourse with anybody other than your husband, then no child could be proven legitimate from there on out. Because once again, they had no idea how pregnancy worked. So, and if she was sleeping with other men, then technically... No royal heirs would have been legitimate, which They're is a slap in the face children. of Henry, because that would uproot the entire monarchy. If there were 
claims to the throne by other people. Like, it just would have been a mess. So she was accused of adultery with so many people. Like, it was ridiculous how many people they accused. One being her own brother. Like, they straight up accused her of incest because she was close to her brother. Like, they had a good relationship. So, like, it was a mess. And all of this is speculation on whether or not she was guilty. Um, A lot of historians don't think she was. They think it's false charges. I agree with that. I don't think she ever slept with anybody else, but it was the easiest way for Henry to get rid of her. But once again, we can't prove anything. So we don't know. So Anne went on trial. You know, all these men were tortured and executed. And then Anne was executed on the 19th of May, 1536. Beheaded? Beheaded. Oh, tough break. Yeah. And she actually wore red undergarments, which was the color of martyrdom. So when she was killed, you know, she takes off her robe. She's wearing the red undergarments, like color of martyrdom. She effectively martyred herself. Nice. Which, I mean. Who wouldn't? Exactly. Especially when she knew she was innocent. She was like, you're killing me because of, you know. She's going out crap reasons. To say. Yeah. Exactly. Which is respectable. Like, <laughs> so, so she's beheaded. And then what happens after that? So immediately. Next immediately after she was beheaded, he marries Jane Seymour. Um, he, Jane Seymour is like a whole part of Anne Boleyn's story, which we'll dive into if we ever do an episode on Anne Boleyn, but he marries Jane Seymour, like, the day after the execution, like, Didn't want to wait. ridiculous, ridiculous, which further proves that Henry just did it because Anne Boleyn couldn't give him sons, whatever, like, he didn't even grieve Anne, he yeah. immediately jumped into a new relationship, so long story short with Jane Seymour, is that she eventually gave him a son and died immediately after. She, she Nobody really knows what happened because, once again, it was the 1500s. Like, you can't... You they, didn't live long back then, folks. And childbirth was so dangerous. And, you know, we can't prove what happened to her because modern medicine, obviously not a thing. They have no idea what happened to her, but they basically called it, like, childbed fever. She probably got an infection. Like, who knows? And did his son survive? Spoiler alert, no. So he didn't get but, the male heir. It, but his son, di- his son died after Henry died. So his son lives for now. So he's got a male heir. He's not wor- really worried about it. But, you know. So that's off the table. No back, pressure with back, the heir. But back then, you want an heir and a spare. What uh-huh. they call that. So you want the heir, but, you know, kids didn't live long. Like, it wasn't a guarantee that your kid was going to live. So you want another male heir. So if the first male heir dies, you're not panicked. So now he's on the search for the spare. So Jane died, and she's kind of the only wife that he really mourned. Because, I mean, (laughs) there's speculation on whether he really loved her or if he only loved her because she gave him a son. Mm -hmm. I think it's only because she gave him a son, but we can't prove that. So then eventually he mourns her for a long time. And then he eventually marries Anne of Cleves. That's another whole situation that we're not going to get into because no, she it's just a lot. Well? No, she was just divorced. She went nicely. Okay. Um, she didn't throw a fit because Henry was repulsed by Anne of Cleves. He like thought she had a horse face. He did not want to sleep with her. He was like, when he first saw her, his words were, I like her not. 
Like, he did not like her. So not easy on the eyes. And he could not bring himself to sleep with her at all. So he was finally like, I just want to annul this. I'm sick of it. I don't want it. So the marriage was annulled. And then during that annulment procedure, whatever, he met Catherine Howard, who would later become his fifth wife. And Catherine Howard, there are a lot of discrepancies on her age, but most likely she was about... 17 or 18 when she met Henry. And keep in mind, Henry is 49 years old. He, at this point, he's what you see in the pictures of Henry VIII. He's an old fat man. And he's got an injured leg with an abscess on it from a past jousting accident. So he constantly just smells like rotting flesh. He can barely move. Like... Poor Catherine. (laughs) Like, just awful. And she's 17 or 18. And he sees her. She's a lady-in-waiting. Once again, her whole background is a big thing. We'll talk about it in a future episode, maybe, if you guys want that. We'll see. But Catherine comes to the palace. She's a lady-in-waiting, whatever. She catches Henry's eye. Henry has to marry her, obviously. So he marries her, and she doesn't produce any heirs. She doesn't even get pregnant at all. But... There's a lot of speculation on Catherine as well about what her deal was. Like, was she just young and naive and stupid and, like, didn't know how to say no? Was she swept away by all the riches of court? Because she was very, like, silly and loved to dance. She loved all the presents she got, the jewels. Like, she was very enamored with life at court. And I think she just kind of got swept up in it. But her deal is that eventually, like I said... The king was injured. So his injury, and it's an old injury, but it keeps flaring up. So it flares up again after they're married. And speculation, none of this is proved. We can't prove any of it. There's no information on Catherine Howard. It's ridiculous. But speculation is that while the king was incapacitated and he was injured in bed, like could be dying, we don't really know. Because once again, modern medicine, they have no idea. Um, that she entered an affair with Thomas Culpepper, who was a member of King Henry's court. And he was a very close member to King Henry. Like, King Henry trusted him so much. So speculation is that him and Catherine snuck around, and when they went on summer progress, they went around to different places in England just to kind of, like, talk to the people, show the people that, like, ooh, the king, just, you know, all that jazz. Um, It's speculated that... Catherine would seek out ways to meet with Culpepper after the king went to bed. And they'd continue their affair. They'd, like, be at closets in Catherine's, like, bathroom area. like, And Catherine's lady-in-waiting, Jane Rochford, um, is speculated to have helped her, which, once again, Jane Rochford is a whole nother story. We've got accomplices. Um, Like, Jane Rochford, in my opinion, is, like, one of the most fascinating people in this story just because... Her motivations make no sense. Like, and when the trial happened for Catherine and Culpepper, it was like this whole thing. But so what happened to Catherine in the end? So eventually, Catherine's prior dalliances came to light. So before she married the king, she had sexual relationships with two other men, and she lied about it. You know, she. So we're again dealing with she wasn't pure. Exactly. She wasn't pure. She'd already slept with other men, and it wouldn't have been too big of an issue, but she lied about it, and then she continued 
to lie even when it could have helped her? Because there was this thing called a pre-contract in that time where if you verbally agreed to marry somebody, you were like you were pre-contracted. Like it was a binding agreement. And with one of the men, Francis Derham, she supposedly had a pre-contract. They agreed that they were one day going to be husband and wife. They called each other husband and wife. You know, they were sleeping together. And her admitting to a pre-contract could have annulled her marriage to the king and she could have lived. Like, we don't know that but for that sure. sadly wasn't the case. We don't know for sure. But if she admitted to a pre-contract, then her ver- her marriage to the king never would have been valid. And, you know, she could have saved herself. But for some reason, we don't know why. We don't know if it's vanity or what, but she wouldn't admit to it because she didn't want to admit to not being queen ever. She wanted to be queen and go down as queen. Exactly. And I think... She liked the title. She yeah, didn't want to give it Yeah, and she up. liked the riches. And I think she truly believed that she could convince Henry to spare her. But she died That's, with the crown on her head. She did. She did die a queen. She did. But, you know, when they were doing all the trial and everything for Durham, it came up about Culpepper. And so that whole thing went on, and she and Culpepper denied it to their last breath. But Jane Rochford, who was actually Anne Boleyn's sister-in-law, once again, whole other story that we'll get into later, but she was actually the one that kind of brought it all to light, and she claimed that Catherine forced her to help her oh. and that she didn't want to help um, with this affair, but that she had to because Catherine was her mistress. But then Catherine and Culpepper both claim that Ro- Lady Rochford was the one behind it, that she's the one that organized the affair, and she's the one that would search out places, and she encouraged it. Snitching on her sister. So once again, it's like, what happened? We don't know. So in the end, on February 13th of 1542, Catherine was beheaded for adultery, and Jane Rochford was also beheaded alongside of her for being an accomplice because that was treason. So it really didn't end well. It never ends well. It ended in Catherine's favor of dying as a queen. Exactly. And, you know, we still don't know for sure what happened. I personally do believe that Catherine was, I mean, I think she knew what she was doing, but I also think she thought she could get away with it. There's too much pride involved. Because when you, and also when you think about it, like her having an affair makes sense because she's this. 17, 18, 19-year-old girl married to a 49-year-old man. And she's got so much life in her, and court life is so romantic. It's so exciting and romantic that if you see somebody that's interested in you, you're kind of like, oh, okay. He's not... And he's sickly. Like, he's in his room locked away. He's not wanting to have fun in bed. You know, he's a sickly old man, so... And Catherine was said to be a very, like, seductive and provocative young woman. Like, she was a very sexual girl. You know, a lively court, and you got a recipe for disaster. Yeah, I personally think she did have an affair, and it just went poorly. I mean... She for sure should have known better because King Henry had a reputation for getting rid of wives, but... So, Catherine's beheaded. Who's next? His next wife is Catherine Parr. And, like, she's she was basically his nursemaid at that point. <laughs> they got married. He's so old. He's so sickly. They're married until he dies, and she basically takes care of him on his deathbed, and she survives because she outlives him. 
Man, saved by the king's death. So King Henry at this point is left with his daughter Mary, his daughter Elizabeth, and his son. But as we all know, eventually his son dies. Mary becomes queen. After Mary dies, Elizabeth becomes queen. I hope we all know Elizabeth, Elizabeth I, Elizabethan area, pretty much is the golden age. Pretty much the greatest monarch ever in in the opinion of most historians and probably most people from Britain. I I think a lot of people view Elizabeth I as like the The greatest monarch. The queen, yes. Especially following Bloody Mary, like that was (laughs) war on Protestantism. She was just really upset about what happened to her mom, like all that stuff. So gig to take on. So it's kind of funny how all of this stuff happened because Henry was so desperate for a male heir, but then his female heir went on to be the greatest monarch in British history. It's kind of ironic. Isn't that ironic? Very ironic. You know, you you wonder if Henry was just rolling in his grave. Oh, I'm sure he was. Like, imagine that. Yeah, the irony. I love it. I love it. Well, that's pretty much it for our overview. Um, I would love to get into some analysis, but we're kind of dragging this on, and I think analysis would be better left for a later episode. Yeah. Because in some cases, you do need background information before you can really dive in. Yeah, and a lot of these, you know, we just briefly talked about each of these ladies and how they influenced Henry's reign and all of that, but they're all interesting stories, and stay tuned. We'll probably release some some more thorough investigations and yeah. talks we'll on really each of these women. Dig deep in there and analyze why you should care. Yeah, because they're all interesting, and and it does relate to things today, such as like how society views women, yeah. how history views women. What's their role? What's their role? Everything has a message. And why don't we know a lot about these women? You know, the fact that women could so easily be erased from history Mm -hmm. because they made a man mad. Like, there's just a lot of things that that are relevant. Oh, yeah. This, this, you know, this happened in the 16th century, but it's arguably something that can be, you know, compared to current day times and the continuing advancement of women and how far we've came. So it's... And how far we still have, have yet to, to go. Come. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All interesting stuff. It's really deep when you get to thinking about it. So thank you so much for sticking around for another episode. We really appreciate you guys. Just a reminder, um, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at K&R underscore Rewind. For some more history fun and yeah, to just keep post, up with us. Yeah, and make sure to check us out. We post um, this day in history every day. So uh, what's happened on that particular day back in time um, and just some other interesting stuff. So make sure to check us out and stay tuned for our next podcast. Thanks so much, you guys. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.